The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Six minutes past the hour here as we get ready to take you all the way home to 6 o'clock. And... We come to you from the Lee Company Studio, the Front Porch Sports Headquarters, WKOM 1017 FM and 94.5 The Eagle, WZYX. Thank you guys for joining us as we continue our preseason college football uh, analysis, (laughs) (laughs) if that's what you can call it. Um, We've not analyzed very much <laughs> we've tried not to for sure uh, it, it's much easier when we have somebody who knows what they're talking about on the other end of the line and that's what we have with us today we have rick bozich coming to us from wdrb tv in louisville to talk a little acc atlantic division football uh rick how are you i'm a little hot it's probably even hotter than you are. Just got done cutting the front yard. So. Okay, so that, that answers, answers our first question. That, that does answer our first question, Rick, because I was wondering <laughs> if you were at ACC Media Days or where you might be. But um, so. no, I'm home. ACC Media Day doesn't start until tomorrow. and Louisville's up on Thursday, okay. so they're a little bit behind the SEC. SEC is day two today. Actually, Mark Streets of Kentucky, but Louisville's not on until Thursday. Okay. All right. Well, um, I guess Dabo Swinney doesn't need media days to make news. We talked in the first hour about his comments regarding the potential expansion of the college football playoff to 12 teams and the fact that there aren't 12 teams good enough to um, participate in it. Um, any thoughts? You know, Dabo has gone from – guy that I think everybody liked uh, in his early days at Clemson to a guy that a lot of people think talks too much right now. Uh, his comments, you know, last year about um, didn't want to coach in a world where players were getting paid and some of the other things uh, that he said, plus the fact that they win all the time. I think sometimes he says some stuff that's cringeworthy and, um, you know, I know that there's some people that are against expansion of the playoffs, but I think it's a good thing. And I, I look at the NCAA tournament. I remember when the NCAA tournament was 23 teams, 
and then it went to 35 or whatever, and then it went to 48 for a while, and then 64, and then 68, and it's done just fine. So I, I think it would help college football to let more teams in the party. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I, I mean, I don't know what expansion hurts necessarily as far as that goes, but um, you know. I, I think he feels like you know that that Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, and whoever the you want to pick for the fourth team, whether it's Georgia or Notre Dame or LSU, is going to be, be there pretty much every year, and you're just making these guys play an extra game that they're going to win anyway and risk injury. So uh, that's an inconvenience, and <laughs> it's. It, I think it's really kind of condescending in a lot of ways. I, I tend to agree with you. I, honestly, I I think the reason that those are the three teams that you can talk about in this vein is because of the exclusivity that college football has had over the years. And therefore, you know, opening it up, like you said, the, the NCAA basketball tournament is now one of the most exciting tournaments in all of sports because you never know what's going to happen and, you know, that, that 12 seed can beat a five any time. And so that could happen in football. And those same those same teams aren't going to be there each and every year. You know, it's not going to be the same 12 each and every year. So I think that makes a big difference too. Yeah, I mean, we've seen those teams have dominated. And you, you look when the AP college football poll comes out in a few weeks, we can pretty much sit here and say it's going to be Alabama number one, probably – Oklahoma might be number one, but Alabama one, Oklahoma two, Clemson three, Ohio State four. Uh, those are going to be in Georgia five. Those are going to be the top five teams. I'm not a voter, but I mean, I've looked at pretty much every magazine and there's very little variety. And we all know that Alabama, Clemson, and, and to a little bit lesser degree, Ohio State have, have dominated this thing since we've gone to the playoff. And they may continue to dominate as long as Nick Saban and, and Dabo are there, but um, I, I don't know. I just think it would be good for the game to. You've just got certain parts of the country that are pretty much excluded. I, I you know, we're Pac-12 and Big 12 um, have really kind of dropped off a notch, and, and even in the ACC, which is I know why you guys want to have me on. Uh, it's become all Clemson all the time, and uh, I kind of look forward to possibly North Carolina this year, or maybe the Miami Hurricanes, or the other division. Uh, making Clemson sweat a little bit or getting back to the days when Florida State and Louisville uh, were were where they were a few years ago and they could at least contend with, with Clemson. Yeah, Rick, we had your um, your former co-worker, um, C.L. Brown, of the um, Raleigh News and Observer on yesterday yeah. to talk about the ACC Coastal, and we asked him, is there anybody – over there that can make Clemson sweat, or is there anybody in the ACC that can make Clemson sweat this year? Um, from where you stand, particularly there, as you look at the Atlantic, who has the best chance of, you know, throwing a monkey wrench in what Dabo apparently feels like is their birthright of a spot in the CFP? Yeah, this year I don't think we have anybody in the Atlantic who can beat Clemson, and I know they lose. Um, very key players starting with Trevor Lawrence, but the guy they, they plug in, and I'm not going to, um, I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm gonna, not going to give somebody a sound bite to play forever, but. Um, Don't feel know, bad. I, we I did think, that yesterday. Yeah. Um, NC State is probably the second best team, but they're not, they're not Clemson level. Um, 
you know, and I've looked at a lot Boston College and Wake. If you look at the ACC Atlantic, it's Clemson clearly on top, Syracuse clearly at the bottom, and the other five are fairly close together. And it's going to be, you know, which team stays healthy, which team has some young guys that develop, uh, which team, you know, gets some breaks and doesn't have turnovers. It's probably going to be the second best team, but I would be shocked if anybody other than Clemson won the ACC Atlantic. I, I think we're probably a couple of years away. If you believe in Mike Norvell uh, and, and what he did at Memphis carrying over to Florida State, you know, if you look objectively at the ACC Atlantic, Florida State is the team that I think would be most likely at some point to challenge Clemson because of their tradition, because of their recruiting base, because of their, you know, um, just the history of their program and the want to of that program. And, and Louisville would probably be a, a little bit of a knock below that. You must have kind of felt my vibes, Rick, because it's just where I was getting ready to go with Florida State. You know, such a traditional top of the ACC program, and it's been a while since they've been that. Um, obviously, they they kind of had their issues with Fisher and 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 I've lost him. Willie Taggart. Things right. Didn't things didn't go very well at all? Obviously, uh, do you feel like Norvell can get them back up there where where that program is used to being over the long haul? You know, I don't know him at all. I'm impressed by what he did at Memphis. If you look at some of the recruiting stuff, he's recruiting fairly fairly well. Um, Florida State, you know, I, I go back when Louisville beat Florida State in the, in the Lamar Jackson breakout game uh, in 2016. That was sort of the signal that Florida State was, you know, going the opposite direction. And I think Jimbo stayed around one more year and then left. And um, it, it, They've had so much turn. Jimbo didn't recruit very well at the end and was crossways with the administration. And then when Willie was there, what, two seasons maybe? That, season that's a lot for, yeah. yeah. That's a lot for a coach to overcome in terms of getting recruiting momentum uh, built up. But I, I think they're headed in the right direction. And I think they'll get back to being a force in the ACC. Uh, you know, they're probably a couple, I, I'd say they're probably a couple of years away from actually putting pressure on, on Clemson. Well, that being said, uh, Rick, this Florida State team has certainly tried to circumvent normal recruiting measures as they dipped heavily into the transfer portal. Uh, Mackenzie Milton, DJ Williams, Andrew Parchment all uh, coming on the offensive side, and they, they've got a – entire just about an entire starting defense that they transferred in this year yeah i mean that's what makes it difficult to judge uh teams is that um you don't know that guys come in how how good they really are why did they leave the previous school was it because uh they have a coaching change or they were disgruntled or they're not good team guys or they just wanted to try something else so it makes them a little bit judged to Difficult to judge, but you're right. Milton was a very successful quarterback at UCF, I believe, right? And mm-hmm. Jordan Travis actually finished last season. He started out at Louisville, then he went to Florida State, and he finished out decently. He had a decent finish to the year last year, and I know that everybody's projecting Milton to be the starter, so um, he must be really good. Visiting with Rick Bozich from 
WDRB-TV in Louisville talking a little ACC Atlantic Division. Rick, um, what's the situation at Louisville? Obviously, Scott Satterfield had a pretty eventful offseason. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, a year ago, it was a really good vibe around the Louisville program. They had overachieved in, in Satterfield's first year. Uh, he took over that 2-10 and 10 disaster that Bobby Petrino left them and, and went 8-5, and five, won a bowl game against Mississippi State. And last year, which was challenging for everybody, as we know, because of COVID, they, uh, they just never really got it going. Uh, they had 24 turnovers, 12 fumbles, and 12 interceptions, and they ranked Balanced. 118th in the country. Yeah, balance. 118th in the country in turnover margin. They're at least for sure the Georgia Tech game, and you could probably throw in one other game. They lost strictly because of turnovers. Uh, so they go four and seven, and then Satterfield got a little crossways with fans because he was interested in South Carolina job, uh, and fans weren't happy with that. And he had to write a letter of apology uh, that was sent to all season ticket holders. And he's had four assistant coaches who've left since last season, uh, including his offensive coordinator, Dwayne Ledford, who's now working for the Atlanta Falcons. So it's there's some uh, there's some optimism because um, I think their defense has gotten better, and Malik Cunningham is back at quarterback, and I think he'll have a better year than he did last year. But there is some uh, apprehension about whether the momentum that <clears throat> Satterfield created his first year that's sort of been lost. Yeah, I think this ACC Atlantic Division kind of does it limit the the teams because of Clemson. Like, do they struggle to get the better players because you got to play Clemson every year? Yeah, I don't know if that's the case. Um, I think you sell that as a positive. Get a chance to play one of the top five teams in the country uh, every year, and you get a chance to you know play them at home two years and on the road two years. So um, I think what's happened to Louisville is they're still feeling the effects of Bobby Petrino <laughs> really bad recruiting his last couple of years. He left them really with no young offensive linemen, so they had to rebuild that. And it's also a program, you know, they they went through four defensive coordinators in four seasons. Petrino had Grantham. I think he's still with Florida, right? Mullenden. They didn't mm-hmm. they got didn't they clash last year, but he stayed, I think, right? I believe that's right. Right. Uh, then they went to Peter Sermon from Mississippi State and he was gone after a year. And they brought in uh, Brian Van Gorder, who Brian Kelly had fired at Notre Dame in the middle of the season and he was no good. And, and they got rid of him and the Satterfield change, and now they've got uh, Bryce Brown has been there. This is his third straight year, and he's really solidified the defense. The key to Louisville will be I mean, Malik Cunningham in 2019, in my mind, was the third best quarterback in the ACC. He's a very good runner. He's one of the best running quarterbacks uh, in the country and certainly in the ACC. Uh, but last year, he had problems fumbling the ball. And but the, the, the big problem that Louisville has is they lose their three top weapons. Xavier Hawkins uh, was a really good running back. Uh, he left. He's with an NFL team. Tutu Atwell was a really good receiver and return guy. He's with the Rams. And Des Fitzpatrick, who was a bigger receiver and really good, was a fourth-round pick of your Titans. Uh, that's 
those are three very potent weapons that they lose. So uh, until uh, we see evidence that they've replaced those guys, uh, even with the offensive line being better, I- I've got questions about Louisville's offensive potential. Certainly understandable uh, considering where they've come from, but Scott Satterfield looking to get that program back to, uh, well, where it was not too long ago. And and looking yeah, to do I mean, it quickly, I would think, after this offseason again. <laughs> it's hard to believe. I mean, 2016, I went down to the game at Houston, uh, and Louisville was, I think, fifth in the, in the playoff poll. They were being talked about with Lamar as a possible – uh, playoff team, and he was on his way to winning the Heisman Trophy. And um, you know, he they lost that game in Houston, and then they got upset by Kentucky a few weeks later, and it hadn't been the same since. But um, that kind of gave Louisville a lot of uh, confidence of what can be achieved now that they're in the ACC. Yeah, I, I think you know, and this is completely out of off at a left field, but I, I saw an, or an article today saying that some realignment could eventually bring back the big East as a football conference. So I, that's gotta be a pie in the sky, but I just saw the headline. I didn't read the story, but so yeah, yeah that, you're right. that story was, that story was more about how it all fell apart 10 years ago, 10 years ago, this, this I think this month or next month when it all fell apart and how oh, it yeah. all happened. It, it was all uh, because little, West, it all because West Virginia lost to um, Pitt and didn't go to the national championship game, and that just started right. a whole that started a whole butterfly effect of, <laughs> of football. Yeah, Pitt, Pitt and Syracuse jumped to the to the ACC, and then West Virginia and Louisville were both fighting to get into the Big Twelve. Actually, and they picked West Virginia which was to Louisville's advantage. And somehow when the Big Ten then took Maryland, Louisville was able to get into the ACC, which they've came out ahead. I, I think West Virginia was the big loser in that. From the standpoint. I, I don't I don't see what West Virginia has in common with any of those schools in the Big 12. And if you're a West Virginia fan, I mean, anytime you want to go to a road game, that that's an ordeal, man. That's the closest trip has got to be. From Morgantown to what? Lawrence, Kansas? I mean, that's got to be That's the closest. Hours. Good Lord. <laughs> that's it's amazing. A whole You're ordeal. right. No question. Rick, I mean, for your, for your basketball team, that's really exhausting travel. Every time you go play a road game, that's a two to two and a half hour flight. And when you're playing midweek games mm-hmm. at night, you're, you guys are consistently getting home at three or four in the morning. No, and, and it's all about student welfare, right? Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's all about student athletes. <laughs> yeah. Rick Bozich of WDRB TV in Louisville, we really appreciate you spending some time with us here this afternoon, this evening to talk a little ACC <laughs> Atlantic football. And um, tell folks where they can find you to keep up with your stuff, Rick. Uh, you can find me at WDRB.com. Uh, I used to work at, obviously, the newspaper for a long, long time. Good friends with. Uh, Long-time Nashville columnist Joe Biddle, a uh, friend of Mo's. That's how I got to meet Mo. Uh, but I worked at the Courier Journal until 2012. Now I'm at WDRB. And you can follow me on Twitter at Rick Bozich, R-I-C-K-B-O-Z-I-C-H. And make sure that's exactly what you put in because there are no fewer than four fake Rick Bozich counts out there. So Yeah, I got a lot of fans. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them has a blue check, though. So there you go. 
Hey, Rick, we appreciate you, man. Enjoy your Tuesday right. and rest up from that yard. I will, sir. You right. Take care of yourself. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, James out of Cleveland talking NIL and what it has done to recruiting. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint right back after this. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Coming up on the bottom of the hour, happy to have you guys with us here on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at our website, sm-tnsports.com, if that's where you're watching, or if you're listening live from the Front Porch Sports Headquarters at WKOM 101.7 FM or 94.5 The Eagle, WZYX, down in Franklin County. Thank you for hanging out with us here in the Lee Company studio. I'm Chris Yao, joined by Mo Patton, and JP Plant is on the controls right now, and Lawson Smith bringing that video. Good video. Good job. Killing it. You dropped something. I I dropped my pen. (laughs) I dropped my pen. That's okay. I'll pick it up here in a minute. Right now, we're going to go to the phone lines because we need to talk to a, a mom who is helping other moms and dads try to navigate this whole recruiting situation and how things are changing now uh, in the landscape of college athletics. So we have Miss James Etta Cleveland on the line of Sports Mom U. James Etta, thanks for coming back on with us. Thanks for having me. Hey, um, the pleasure is all ours, James Etta. Um, Obviously, name, image, and likeness took effect about three weeks ago. As you've seen and heard things that have been said and things that have taken place, what is, what's the biggest misconception out there about NIL right now? 
well, there's quite a few, but I would say the actual biggest one on the part of athletes is just because I'm an athlete, all of the businesses will come. That's not how it works. <laughs> you have they have to have a reason um, to come. And I've been talking, I've been teaching classes um, for name, image, and license for about six weeks now. And one of the things I tell parents and their athletes is each company already has in their mind what their spokesperson should look like, sound like, the image that they should bring to the table. And you have to ask yourself, what do they, what do they know about me? Do they see these things that they want easily in my social media or in my on-field presence? Their businesses are looking for a match and there's a lack of understanding. A lot of athletes thought they would immediately be rolling in the dough as soon as the <laughs> clock struck midnight on July 1st. And that's just a really big misconception. It's interesting. Uh, you know, James, when you talk about just the differences in how recruiting is going to change over the years and how it has since you got started in this, do you foresee this being a big deal for recruitment or will it only just make the rich richer? Actually, if coaches and their staff really take the time to understand how they can leverage their image and likeness, oh, it'll be a big deal, especially for smaller schools, um, because smaller schools, in my opinion, have less of a, I'm going to call it the machine, for lack of a, of a better word. It's very difficult to get close to Nick Saban, but it's much, much easier to get close to um, the coaching staff, the trainers, the athletes at a smaller school. And so you can already see coaches begin to speak to name, image, and likeness, even though they don't know what to do with it. So it's definitely going to have a huge impact. Um, just today in my group of moms, Nick Saban was asked in an interview about his new quarterback, Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. And he said that Bryce Young has already generated seven figures in revenue via name, image, and likeness. This kid hasn't even played snap at Alabama yet. And so you're going to see it be used in recruiting. And also, the reason I started paying attention is because I knew that whatever happens at college, it's going to impact high school. And there are people actively lobbying for high school athletes to be able to make money on their athletic name, image, and likeness today. So we're definitely going to see a change and it will impact everyone if they know how to leverage it. Speaking with James out of Cleveland of sports, mom, you talking NIL name, image, likeness. Um, I guess one of the concerns is how James Etta, the money that these student athletes generate impacts their scholarship slash financial aid packages. And there, there is some sort of an impact. Is that correct? There, there's not an impact to 
scholarship dollars, athletic aid. You, you earn a scholarship, you keep it. That isn't changing. What is definitively going to change are all of the things that are contingent on your FAFSA form. Um, so Pell Grants, um, grants and, some grants and aid, anything that is based on, on your income. Because one of the things people don't understand is that there is an expected family contribution when you make certain amounts of money. And so very quickly, um, if, if you have a viable business as an athlete, you need to know that that's income that you're going to have to actually file taxes on. And you'll include that income when you submit your FAFSA. And it may mean that that Pell Grant that you're used to getting, you may not get that anymore. And so athletes do need to be prepared for that as well as their families because they need to budget and save. So we're going to see that impact probably next school year as people say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought I was going to get 2000 I've been getting 2000 What happened? Well, it's because you generated revenue. And now you have to come out of pocket with that 2000 So it's not free money. It's absolutely not. And I mean, it's not a bad thing that they get to earn income. So they need to just know you're going to have to put some of that to the side um, because your government grant in aid that's income-based is good. It could be impacted. And also you need to be, some, a lot of athletes have never had a job. They need to be mindful that you got to put something aside for taxes as well. That's going to be a big deal because, I talk to parents all the time, and they say, well, my son or my daughter, they've never had a job. They've been too busy. But they don't even know really what taxes are. And so that's going to be an impact because, in a sense, all of these athletes are independent contractors. And so if you're an independent contractor, you know you have to withhold your own taxes. And so that is something that I have I've seen. I haven't seen enough people talk about that piece. And so that's going to surprise a lot of people as well. Hmm. You know, I was thinking about that because uh, a lot of times, especially like even, I mean, most jobs have taxes taken out because it's a regular paycheck, but I'm not sure how these NIL deals are being uh, presented. I, I assume that there has to be some, you know, you're allowed to have someone broker those deals for you. So maybe you're allowed to have someone to do your accounting for you. I can't imagine why you wouldn't, but are these kids smart enough to do that? And, you know, that's kind of where someone like you kind of comes in, right? I mean, you're the one who is, who's bringing up these, oh, by the ways, don't forget about this because this is going to happen or this could happen and you need to be prepared for it. This is the reason why I started teaching my class. Every Thursday I teach, shameless plug, every Thursday I teach a free name, image, and likeness class on Zoom. But part of the reason that I started teaching the class is because I've been following this conversation for about two years and I didn't hear any families involved. There are businesses involved. There are schools involved. And everyone's talking about athletes. And I'm like, wait, most of these athletes are dependent. Somebody else needs to be a part of this conversation. And so absolutely, yes, they should have people who are able to tell them 
you, all of them, 100% of them, they're all at this point 1099 independent contractors. That's what they all are. Or as I've heard someone call them today, the CEOs of their own business. So they do need people telling them this is what it means to own a business. Because they, a lot of people don't know, not only have they not had a job, but a lot of them don't come from families that have business owners. So it's all very new. Taxes, keeping receipts. Um, I know somebody's son or daughter is going gonna, is gonna to say, yes, I have a home office because I have been doing all my NIL stuff for my apartment. That is not, like there's, they need to have people. There's going to be so many pieces of mistakes because it's not just, building a brand is understanding the pieces of, of being a business, you know, record keeping, um, keeping receipts. Um, I'm frequently telling people, okay, there's, diff- there's a difference between personal travel and business travel. And if you are traveling somewhere for an event where you're going to make money, that's business mileage. Little things like that that we had to learn. They're not, there's education, but it's not, from what I have observed, um, it's not equal um, in terms of all schools giving all athletes the same amount of information. And some people just don't understand the background that these athletes are coming from, and that you're dealing with certain demographics who have never owned a business and they don't have someone they can pick up the phone and call and say, hey, how should I do this? And so they're all going to be learning. And that's that's going to be very interesting and so that's part of why I teach because this is a big deal. You know, the IRS doesn't care <laughs> if you don't know the tax law. They really don't care. They no. expect you to figure it out. No, and no, so- they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly right. They expect you they to don't figure care. it out. And that's, and, and, that's and always and ignorance one- of the law is no defense. And, so. and that's always been one of my, my favorite jokes about the IRS is that, um, you know, you need to figure out how much you owe us. Well, do you know how much I owe you? We know, but you got to figure it out. Well, what if I don't? You go to jail. <laughs> like just, just, yeah. And just think about it. You're, you're dealing with little with with young kids who their lives have been structured. They've been told this is when you go to class. This is when you go to practice. This is when you go to study hall. Like the thought process of I have to figure out even my tax bracket. Oh, it's going to be a wild world when. January comes because there, there's going to be a lot of kids who just aren't prepared. I, you're exactly right. There are going to be a lot of unprepared kids, but not if they watch your Thursday night class on NIL. Where can they find that? Well, it's actually on Zoom, and what they can do is they can reach out to me on um, Facebook or Instagram or shoot me an email. Um, it's free. It's open to everybody. Um, who wants to attend, I'll be more than happy to send them the registration link. Um, and so anyone, if you're a coach, anybody that works with athletes, fam, you know, the athletes themselves, parents, co- I have coaches attend, anyone who wants to know more, I'm simply explaining what it is and letting them know the, the things that I have seen that are missing from the conversations that I am hearing with different businesses that have Sprung up to provide opportunities for for NIL. Like there's over 150 companies that say that they're going to help athletes, and there's just still some things that are missing because they just don't understand the background of the athletes that they're about to serve. 
Well, we know that you can provide them with that help. James Etta Cleveland with Sports Mom U. James Etta, um, tell folks your Twitter Twitter handle so they can find you and reach out to you. That's probably going to be the easiest way to do it. I am super simple. It is at sports, S-T-O-R-T-S, underscore, M-O-M, underscore, U. Really simple. There we go. And every Thursday, 8 o'clock Central, they can take a class. And they can come to class as many times as they want until they understand the material. I don't mind. All right. Well, we appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and uh, getting giving us a little bit of that insight. Thanks for having me on. It's always a good time. Absolutely. James out of Cleveland, Sports Mom. You, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's Top 5 Tuesday. We're going to talk about our top five favorite sandwich shops. So stick around with Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. We'll be right back right after this. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at leecompany.com. That's leecompany.com. you care about it's southern middle tennessee sports today yeah that's trash can juice speak for yourself once again live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint it's now time for top five tuesday and food is on the table as Per usual around here, if we're not talking about sports, we're probably talking about food. And and really, there probably could not be a better segment on this show paired with a better sponsor. That's correct. Because Mid-South 5 Fitness, well, they're going to help you uh, get that sandwich weight Count, off. Counteract this food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... It's all about balance. Exactly. Two great locations right here in Columbia and in Franklin. Steelathletes.com. That's S-T-E-E-L athletes.com. Thallus Steel, the man, the myth, the legend himself, will hook you up. So give him a call. Check him out on Facebook or on their website. Now, JP said he has three honorable mentions he has three honorable mentions Mm -hmm. and he bets that none of us will have any 
of his top five on our list. We'll see. Here we go. What's your three? Give us your three honorable mentions. All right, three honorable mentions. I got to go with um, uh, local spot. Got me through my uh, my days at Columbia State, the Bypass Deli. Now wait a minute. Now on, he said no, his top, top five. five. Okay, top no, five. no, but uh, no. What kind of sandwiches do they have at Bypass? They've got deli sandwiches. They do. They have sub sandwiches. That's it's not what why I you go there, but. That's why I went there in Columbia State. I'm just saying. Really? For me, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I didn't really come to the burgers until you guys. Um, Nashville and Nashville. And um, and then this one, my college days in Murfreesboro, Schlotzky's. You guys ever been to a Schlotzky's? I never made it to a Schlotzky's deli. Schlotzky's used to do um, pregame meals at Greer Stadium oh, really? on a regular basis. Oh, that's a, good, that's, yeah. that's a good gig. It's not bad. So I've got a couple of honorable mentions. Um, one from my college days at mm-hmm. MTSU. It was right off campus, and they delivered. Oh. B&L. Right over, right over there on Main Street. Hmm. And it was about 10 minutes. You could order up a hot ham and cheese, chips, and a Sprite. And and they had it to you because I was right on that end of campus. Yeah. So, good stuff. And Gus is good time deli up in Knoxville. Well, I guess I was wrong earlier because I had said that at least, well, that one of all of you hadn't been to at least one, but I... When I was covering UT back in 95 and 96, that was a regular stop. I kind of figured. Yeah. I thought you might potentially. There we go. (laughs) Yep. Did you have any honorable mentions? I did not this time. Me either, because I got got five sandwich spots, and that's just where I go. Solid five. I will say that this is one of my favorite. We had a Mitch Hedberg joke yesterday. <laughs> Might as well go ahead and give one today. I hate sandwiches in New York delis because there's too much meat on the sandwich. It's like a cow with a cracker on either side. What would you like, sir? A pastrami sandwich. Anything else? Yeah, a loaf of bread and some other people. Ooh. <laughs> one of my favorites. Ooh. That's a, that's a, that's a good joke. Man. All right. Number five, JP. All right, number five. I'm taking you to Chicago. For this one. Okay. Place called Eleven City Diner. What's good there? Uh, so far, everything I've had there has been fantastic. But uh, it, it's your typical uh, Jewish Italian. style deli. No, it's a Jewish style deli. Oh, uh-huh. really? Yeah, it's a Jewish style deli. Um, and, uh, but I tell you. So they, no Italian beef? They, they've got that, too. Yeah. Okay. It's a Chicago Jewish style deli. Because yeah, Chicago Express is Italian uh-huh. beef wet yeah. here, solid. Anyway. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. So. Okay. Number Next. five. Me? No. Oh, me. We're going in order. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so we're going clockwise. So my number five is is the one that has caught a lot of grief on this show. <laughs> Subway? <laughs> Subway, it, the right sandwich at Subway is not a bad sandwich. I mean, their 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 crab delight that wasn't crab was still, you know, good. Yeah, hey, I enjoyed imitation it. crab is not bad. No, not at all. So Subway is my number five. My number five is McAllister's. Interesting. I always get their uh, King Club sandwich because that's my thing. My number five is a Mitchell's Delicatessen right here in Nashville. Mitchell's? Mitchell's. Mitchell's. Mitchell. Mitchell. Not, no S. Oh, Mitchell. Mitchell. Mitchell Delicatessen. Singular. One. One Mitchell. One Mitchell. Okay. He's the, he's the chef. Where is it? 
Uh, it's that's okay. Downtown. Oh. I don't know exactly because it. I just don't know it well enough to tell you. Oh, ooh. Okay. Number two, right. JP. Uh, number no, no number, number four. four. I'm sorry. My second, yes, number four. Um, this is a uh, the only chain in my top five. Um, place called Potbellies. Have you guys heard of Potbellies? Have not. I think it's based out of Dallas, um, but uh, there were a couple of stops on the uh, the Bobcats um, road, uh, Washington in particular. There was one close to the arena there. And uh, there was one in Houston, and there was uh, one in Dallas. So Potbellies. Flex in his they've NBA got a, background. They've got an Italian, Italian sandwich. that, uh, and, and they're one of those places that uh, Chicago-style Jordanaire, uh, Jordanaire, pepper sauce, pepper salsa type deal. It's in Inglewood. Oh, okay. East Nash. Yeah, yeah. I know. Okay, okay. I got Mitchell, that, that is. Yeah, yeah Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, my number four is... And I've got almost all chains on my list, but Firehouse. Solid. solid. Their Italian is one of my favorites. I wrote it down. So it's on it was one of the one first ones I thought of. It's okay. a go to. Okay. Absolutely. Right. My number four is also Firehouse subs. Oh. Okay, okay. Okay. You get the whole ladder? Uh I actually got the steak and cheese for a long while, mm-hmm. but uh I started out with the meatball. I actually tried the pepperoni meatball that they had going on, but I don't know, it was a bit too greasy for me. Yep. But I, their Italian is perfect. It's perfection to me. Their Italian sub is perfection to me. So also yeah, I, I like you. the club on the sub. Mm. There you go. That's you so like much. club sandwiches. Yes I do. <laughs> I'm not even a member. <laughs> Mitch Hedberg joke number two for the day. <laughs> We're going to get all the Mitch Hedberg jokes in. Goodness. Uh, you know, ducks eat for free at Subway. <laughs> That's all. It just keeps going. Number four for me is chicken salad chick. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Chicken didn't salad think about chick that one. is. I didn't think about it yeah. either. Primarily Come on. because I just went for the first time yeah. about a week and a half ago. Come on. Wait, what? Nope. It, we, we over need... there on um, Carruthers. In front of Lifetime. Yeah. Just go. All right. I'll have to check it it's out. Solid. You will. Thank us later. Number All right. Three. Uh, number three, I'm taking you to New York City. Why? Uh, because. I don't want to go. I don't want to go there. Right next to Madison Square Garden. This was the place I always got lunch when we played the Knicks. Uh, Al's Re- remember the, Delicatessen. Remember the segment we were just talking about off air? This guy? This guy. Mm-hmm. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that, that, that's where you get the uh, well, like every other deli in New York, but the the pastrami yeah, that looks like uh, a cow with uh, two, two crackers. pieces of crackers on it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it unreal. <laughs> and that fresh uh, deli mustard, that you know, yellow mustard, uh, also the spicy brown, and then the big kosher dill pickle. Well, Mo, you're out. On, Mo's out on the, oh, yeah. the dill pickle. Um, yeah, you lost me a pickle. Uh, my number three, kind of like B and L over in Murfreesboro, no longer exists. It's um. Substop, you oh, might yeah. know it. The big pink building right yeah. there at the corner of Seventeenth and West End okay. on Nashville. Yeah, in in Nashville. When I was um, when I was working in Nashville, I've seen it. I don't think I've been there, but I've, I know what you're talking it's about. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. My number three is Penn Station East Coast Subs. Mm. I tried it. Uh, there was the one that There's one opened up new me, near me, and I tried it and. It surprised me. The it's only solid. thing, the only thing I don't like about it is they don't fold the sandwiches. They open? Yeah, they're open. So, so you have to fold them. So yourself. you can't fold your own sandwich, Lawson? 
I, he also can't put the seat down either. <laughs> it's just how it goes. Mm. <laughs> He's just looking at me like, are you? Apparently, <laughs> hasn't learned how to work the sandwiches yet. What's, they're, what's, no, what's, they're what's, expensive enough. It's just like you can't close it. Yeah, you can't close it yourself. I like, just paid twelve fifty, exactly. and you can't close and, and, a sandwich. And you can't even close it. Yeah. It's a good thing he's interning with the likes of us. Oh, Teach yeah. him some of these life lessons. Right. My number three is Huff's Grocery. A Huff sandwich right here on Carter's Creek. Can't beat it. Never had it. Go and get one. It's as a Williamson it. County native, I feel a little bad about making that admission. Yeah, yeah. Huff sandwich. Number two. All right, number two. I'm going to take you to Philadelphia for this one. Um, Gino's or Pat's? Neither. What? <laughs> get out of here. Jim's South Street never in South Philly. Jim, never heard of her. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first true Philly cheesesteak. And um, it was, you know. Well, your first one, I get, your first one, mm-hmm. you got a little, you got a little attachment too. Yep. There you go. Yep. Number my two. number, my number two, no longer exists. Deli Thirty One, the Mule Town oh, Reuben. The Mule oh Town, yeah. yes, right here. The, the Mule Town Reuben. Now, that's brisket, and, and, wasn't it? If, yes. And anybody that knows me knows I'm I'm mm-hmm. a diva. So no sauerkraut. Boo. It's not a Reuben, then. No, it's not. It's, it's just a, a brisket, it's a brisket sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and it was delicious. What's, what's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> on a croissant. Oh, oh come on. Yes, sir. I do love a, I do love a wow. croissant. Yeah. Curveball from Mo. Yeah. A croissant. Number two is Jersey Mike's for me. Number one. We got a minute left. Yeah. yeah. Jersey y'all, Mike's. Y'all talk too My long. number two is Jersey <laughs> Mike's as well. So there you Solid. go. It was on my list, but I couldn't. I couldn't do four honorable mentions. Number my one. number one. I'm taking you back to Philly from the Reading Terminal Market. Denix roast pork. Denix is really good. Roast pork, the broccoli rob, and the extra sharp provolone, hands down. And they dip it in that uh, au jus. My number one number is one. Jersey Mike's. Ooh. My number one is Gus's Good Times Deli. I've been there many a nights at three in the morning at my time at UT. Finally, my number one, Mama Goldberg's, Mama G's. Jeez, where is that? There's one in in Muscle Shoals. You should go. Okay, Um, but it's an Auburn area. I've heard of it from down there. It's an Alabama chain. So there you go, Mama G's. Y'all check it out. If you missed any part of the show, it's sm-tnsports.com. The podcast will be there later. sm-tnsports.com. Your place for. High school sports coverage in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. 